Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek. Our second innings in the corporate world are something to be celebrated, especially if the individual has had a stellar track record in the first. This issue's cover story is on one such person who, after a successful stint of over 25 years, has already moved on to yet another challenge. Francisco D'Souza, formerly of Cognizant, is now trying his hand with a private equity fund that he's co-founded. Joining me to talk about his new gig is Forbes India's Hari Chandan Arakali, who's authored the cover story. Hi, Hari. Great to have you back. Hi, Abhishek. Happy to chat with you again. Thank you. Uh, Hari, it's an interesting choice of a subject itself. What exactly was the trigger for Mr. D'Souza to move on, especially around the time when uh, the IT field is buzzing with innovation and uh, remote working and the like, given the fact that it was about a year before COVID that he chose to do uh, to take this decision. So w- what was the trigger to start with? He he had just kind of stepped away from Cognizant in terms of an active role running the company or supervising it and so on. I mean, by the time he left, he was vice chairman, apart from being the CEO. And as careers go, he's still quite young. He's in his early 50s, if I'm not mistaken. So in the startup world, they talk about uh, operator-led VCs, meaning people who have... Uh, built and or run large businesses being called operators and then is another example of uh, an operator turning an investor and along with his uh, uh, fellow partners i think they bring a lot of experience connections and of course a uh, fair amount of money so i think the combination is pretty uh, it's pretty strong right and he's called his new outfit recognize it's a private equity outfit what's the goal vision so what is recognize about one of the things that I noted in the uh, in, in our copy as well, uh, collectively, uh, Frank, as everyone calls him, and uh, Charles Phillips, and uh, he was a captain in the U.S. Marines, and uh, David Wasserman, uh, as well as uh, uh, Raj Mehta, who was you know there in cognizant shoulder to shoulder with Frank, uh, collectively, you know, they bring hundred years plus of experience. It's not a me too private equity firm, their focus is very, very clear. They want to take their experience and uh, very clearly identify technology services companies, not necessarily uh, software product companies. Francisco talked about how the firm is structured like a private equity company, but uh, they see themselves more as uh, growth partners for these entrepreneurs, both in terms of the growth capital and in terms of the enormous uh, experience and networks that they bring themselves. One thing that you got out of Mr. D'Souza was that the tech services space is three times the size of the software space and uh, yet has only attracted a third of PE capital compared to software. That is a pretty big uh, market or an unmet need. Why so? Uh, It's a good question. And uh, to be honest, uh, it's not one that uh, I got Francisco to talk about enough my own sense in the current context is that uh, technology services is becoming a lot more sophisticated compared with in the past. Uh, I mean, in the past, uh, tech products probably you know held all the attraction, whether it is something like an iPhone or even a software product, uh, whether it's a consumer product or on the enterprise front. I think. Uh, software and and of course in in certain cases of hardware as well 
there was outsized returns to be made and so on. You're probably seeing something like that beginning to happen uh, in the technology services today. And as Francisco alluded to this, the future technology services winners are likely to be those who will bring uh, substantially more intellectual property uh, to the business compared with, you know, being just the back end of the world. Uh, you will see companies emerge that will bring a lot of their own IP around which they will offer these services. Uh, you even see many of the incumbent large IT services, not many, some of the large IT services companies do this. I mean, Infosys is an example. Accenture, of course, is another very good example where you know the existing IT services companies are bring, bringing an increasing amount of IP and consulting around that IP and then bringing to bear tech services around it. And I think Frank is talking about new emerging companies that could be future winners, uh, which kind of take this philosophy much further, advance it much further with a lot more IP from the get-go. It's about finding software services who bring something new to the table and not a me too, as you mentioned at the beginning, that this is not a me too private equity firm, which is basically looking for players who are trying to do something different uh, in a field which is uh, crowded anyway, as long as there is intellectual property to be had rather than just servicing customers. Is that the space that recognizes in? That's a fair uh, assessment. And the, the way they talk about it is uh, to look at how their portfolio companies can bring real business outcomes to their customers uh, rather than providing technology or technology service as an input. These are companies that focus on bringing real business benefits to their customers. So they want to back these companies and uh, help them uh, scale. And, and how has it been for them so far? It's still early days. Yeah, I think it's less than uh, three years. I think it's closer to two years to 18 months. And in fact, uh, we talk about when they formally announced their uh, inaugural fund, they only announced it uh, earlier this year, around January. And they only made public about four, invest four or five investments so far. I think some of those companies have been around for some time. Torque is young, but uh, Spring ML, I think, has been there for a while. Uh, so has uh, uh, Cyclum, which originally started in Ukraine, but now is headquartered in the UK and has operations in multiple markets, uh, as well as uh, AST Corp. I think AST Corp has been there for a fairly long time. I think of some probably more than 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, uh, some of those companies have been around. I, I feel that what they recognized is, I mean, no pun intended, is that... Uh, you know, the time probably has come for some of these types of companies to take their IP and become much bigger players than they have been in the past. And they're getting the money on the one hand and the experience uh, from the partners that recognize in terms of, you know, how one gets there. How do you go from 100 million to a billion dollars? And how do you go from there to 15 billion dollars? That's what's happening. I'm switching to the man himself. What are some of his qualities uh, of, of Francisco D'Souza that a couple of folks that you would have spoken with who worked with him in the past makes him stand out. He also waded through uh, tough times back in the during the financial crisis. He was there, instrumental in uh, trying to fix that, among other things. And you mentioned at the start that he's still young. He was younger still more than a decade ago. So yeah. what are a couple of things that uh, you know he brings to the table? See, even for an outside observer like me, who's not within the IT industry or within the tech services industry, but who as a tech journalist uh, has had a chance to you know, know a little bit about 
uh, follow follow his career a little bit even for someone like me one thing that becomes very clear and you know if you ever get to speak with him you'll see very soon that uh, uh, he brings uh, enormous levels of clarity of thought you don't need to be in the it industry uh, you know to have a conversation with him and figure out what he's talking about even as an outside observer that is one thing that that kind of struck me and it strikes me every time that i speak with him as well in fact uh, uh this time when we uh, you know we had a conversation for this story he uh, remembered something that we had discussed uh, more than 4 years ago i went back and looked up some of the things that he had told me and you know the headline back then was how he was uh, saying that you know the best of the it services industry is yet to come that was fairly prophetic you see that happening today he pretty much has a ringside view of what is happening and he also wants to be an active participant in that uh, as an investor this time so that's uh, one one thing and since you asked about uh, some of his other traits i, I think uh, the last big acquisition that uh, cognizant made under uh, francisco uh, triseto corp it was an acquisition that was almost 3 billion dollars i think uh, probably closer to 2.7 billion dollars 20 times or something like that bigger than the previous biggest acquisition that cognizant had ever made francisco had this ability to look at the big picture but also look at the details and figure out that triseto was an opportunity to not just make an acquisition in an important uh, vertical for cognizant in healthcare but also an opportunity to change and shape tech services in that area even in one of the recent quarterly uh, discussions uh, the current ceo was talking about how triseto is contributing to the growth of uh, cognizant i mean now 7 years after cognizant acquired it yeah so that ability to uh, look ahead and take calculated risks Uh, and have clarity in terms of both the big picture and and the details i think uh, that's what makes him a kind of a formidable combination and he seems to have a good sense of humor too in one of the interviews that i was reading online uh, someone asked him what keeps you up at night uh, this was about huh. a decade ago so I, i bumped into an article it as the head of cognizant what keeps you up at night he said my two children and the challenges of managing growth of our business blah 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 but well uh, hari thank you so much for your time on this podcast and for a brilliant cover as well thank you so much Thanks for being Thank you and all you listeners you know where to find this podcast on forbesindia.com iTunes Spotify Stitcher Apple Google Podcasts or any other app that you use to download this content and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription message Forbes to 51818